God is good all the time. All the time. God is, good. is it good in your life? Amen. Is it good in your business? Amen. Is it good in your family? Amen. Is it good in your plans for 2022? Yes. Is it being good in your life? Yes. Prior to COVID-19, post-COVID-19, is it being good? Amen. Especially during COVID-19, has it been good? Yes. When we locked down with no uh, rental and buy food, has it been good? Amen. We thank God, glory be to Jesus, amen. amen. And today we want to discuss uh, on a subject that is going to help us. And it's my presentation, it will be like a Bible teaching or Bible study on some of the things that we are going to touch. They are going to be a benefit to our Bible study attendees, especially those that comes on Wednesday to study. It will be a reputation. And the good part with the reputation, reputation is the art of uh, long-lasting expression. The more something is emphasized and repeated, uh, it leaves a long-lasting impression that you not forget such a thing. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And it's a follow-up of uh, one of the messages that we once shared, I think, two weeks ago about occultism and charms. We were teaching each other to know how to wage uh, the weapons of warfare. It relates to occultism and charms. As long as you are born in Africa, you are subjected to such things. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. Your unbelief does not make that thing harmless over your life. Yeah. I was laughing with one of our sisters, not going to mention a name. After we shared this on Monday, we sat down, she came to me and said, Prof, there's something that came to me. One of my brother, when he was at work, he saw some scattered coins and he was mopping, I think around eight when he was about to knock off. So he kicked those coins. And after kicking them, he trashed them. Uh, upon coming back to collect the bag, he saw the coins back again. So he was a little bit disturbed, but he just ignored and said, I do not have power over me. And the guy is a sportsman. So he said, when I arrived home, that's when he started to feel the leg that kicked the coins pain. So the pain was so excruciating. So me as a believer, I didn't believe that coins can empower. So when you thought that charm is not that thing that is life, coins, anything can be used as a formation, as a mold to invite demon spirits. That's when it came to me and said, my brother has been charmed. So I gave a prescription on how to pray, and how to deal with this. After two or three days, she then called and said, the man is fine. And I said, the devil is going to cry um, on the premise of ignorance. All the areas where we don't know is going to cry on that and capitalize. So if you are fighting any battle in the air, battle in the waters, battle in the ground, you can only prevail over such battles if you've got enough knowledge. So how do you have knowledge? You can only have knowledge when you have uh, submitted yourself upon a spiritual mentee or mentorship that is constructive. 
then you uh, start to displace uh, inferior beliefs by supplying super and spiritual information that are worth based in your life. Mm -hmm. So there must be a relegation of some beliefs that I have so that I can accommodate new beliefs by supplying them into my mental space. We always speak about transformation. Transformation, it comes when I supply superior beliefs in my mental space. Am I talking to somebody in this place? And uh, some of my messages that I preach here, I usually put them on my electronic spheres. So one of my uh, friends who is in Limpopo listened to one of our messages about occultism and said, should we and do we study and explore this space of occultism or demonic world or satanic witchcraft and operations? And uh, that now brought me to a, a, an answer that I, I had to put together so that we may answer each other. So I had to speak to you and fit in this to scriptures. Amen. Yes. So that one person became a representative to a lot of us as believers, as preachers of the gospel, that has got the same notion should a believer know and understand or explore that area. Because we know that our gospel is Christocentric, it has to be centered on Christ. Are we together? Yes. But there's danger when you understand one dimension of a subject. Because when you're dealing with the spiritual sphere, the spiritual sphere speaks only to a godly side, the Christocentric side, but there's another spiritual world that is demonic. So the moment I explore one side, there's a danger especially to my spiritual life. I want to grow into uh, that stature that God wants me to grow. Then I will not mature through the impartation of the spirit realm. And you, you can uh, understand it in this uh, contemporary life that if I am studying to drive or to operate a plane, uh, most of the lectures that I take when I want to become a pilot they have to do with accidents. What to do, when to do, and how to do when you get in an accident. But go there, it's not for you to get into an accident, but for you to explore all dimensions. Are we together? So the goal when we uh, explore the demonic world and this operation is not to impart fear, or it's not to elevate or venerate the devil, but for you to have understanding of every dimension so that you may conquer such dimensions. Are we together? Yes. When I'm driving, when you go for driving, they'll teach you much on what to do when you get involved in an accident. When your car loses brakes, how are you going to uh, deal with such a scenario? But the goal is not for you to drive a car that do not have brakes. The goal is not for you to drive your car, then you roll it. But it's for you to have information, then we factor factors that are relevant for our empowerment when we teach about operations of demons, operations of witches, operations of any demonic spirit. My people, they are perishing. Why? Not because they don't have preachers, but they are perishing because they are lacking information. Are we together? So we are going now to answer this question that I have, that we have. Should we study, explore demons, witchcraft, Satanic operations, should we know about how charms work? 
Should we know? You know, it would be a tragedy for God to take you to a Western African countries and say, go and establish a company. Then you don't know these things. Because in countries like Nigeria going up, operation of witchcraft and charms is too prevalent. Are we together? You, you don't need to pray for you to see a witch. You don't need to be spiritual for you to see a witch in such a country. They can come and visit you physically as we see witches in the dreams, we see them spiritually, but demons, they come, they manifest. I was listening to one of uh, the preachers who is a mentor that I was uh, listening to. You are saying, I once went to a certain country there in Western Africa. Then I was preaching there, he's coming from this Southern Africa. So when I was there, he said, I was told that here, anything that you see is not what you see. You need to have discernment. If you see a cat, you have discernment. If you see a mosquito, you have discernment. As a person now who has been uh, cultured and socialized in a Southern African way, he said, I ignored it. Because we are uh, uh, express liners when it comes to preaching. We preach the gospel, we preach, we motivate people. So he said, when I was sleeping, a mosquito came. He said it, it came twice, thrice, uh, then we could beat it and it could disappear. Then we had to take a mosquito net. And he said, when you are asleep, it came through the mosquito net. I don't know how it came through. And he was stunned by that mosquito. And he said, when I woke up, I had fever. I was so sick. Then I was rushed to the hospital. And the doctors in the hospital, they said, what happened to you? I said, the only thing that happened uh, is I was stung by a mosquito. And they said, it was not a mosquito. Doctors in that country, they are so spiritual. And they know if a case is spiritual, they will refer you to a spiritual person. And they said, this one is not a medical issue. It was not a mosquito. It was one of the witches that operates around the region that stung you. So he said, instead of me doing what God had called me to do, I tried to be around, and I thought I was going to be strong for the weeks that I was there. I could not be strong until I flew back. That's when I understood that witchcraft is real. Glory to Jesus. So we want to explore all the dimensions. Christ is God. God is God. And they are greater than any spirit. What makes the devil Satan powerless is the fact that he, has got, he does not have the qualities that our God has. God has got the qualities that is an omnipotent God. Come on, somebody shout, omnipotent God. Omnipotent He's an omniscientific God. He's an omnipresent God. But the devil does not have these qualities. It's a lie for someone to tell you that the devil can be uh, in different places at once. But God can be. Right now, God is here, he's in America, he's in every, he's in every church right now. What the devil does, he then divides himself into different uh, entities, which are called demons. So he assigns now demons into different spaces. That's the only way he can uh, 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 try to, to imitate God. Are we together? The devil does not have some supernatural qualities that God has. That's why he operates in different structures and spheres. He raises up witches, he raises up voodoo priests, he raises up people that and demons that are responsible for altars. 
You just have demons that are responsible for different things. So what makes God powerful is that he's omnipresent. He's not limited by distance, space, nor time. He can be in your bedroom while you're in church, dealing with certain things at home. You can be in your kitchen right now when you arrive, someone will just bring grocery that is worth 3K and say, we thought of you, we knew that you were in church. Because it's there, are we together? You can be at your work, dealing with your bosses at work. Monday, you come to work, things they are in order because he is God. So from Genesis to Revelation, now trying to factor scriptures that support what we are talking about. Should people know about demons? Should we start about deliverance? Should we know about these things? From Genesis to Revelation, of course, we want to factor in different versions. The word deliver, come on, someone shout deliver, huh? It occurs 594 times in the entire Bible to just show you how important the frequency of the word deliverer and then the word deliverance, come on somebody shout deliverance. It occurs about 179 times when we are using about 12 translations as a reference. If you use a KJV, which is uh, one of the Bibles that we have, the word deliverance, it occurs about 49 times. So the frequency of occurrence can show you how important a subject is. Looking at the Bible uh, basis for the start of Satan, the reason why I'm teaching all these things is for us to get a place of knowledge and empowerment. Come on, somebody shout knowledge and empowerment. So there are things that we are going to factor and put in our preaching. So most people, they want to suggest uh, that uh, demonic activities, activities and structures, they are of no importance in a believer's life. We don't have to understand those things. What we have to do is to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When it comes to empowerment, it's true, but when it comes to knowledge, for you to know what you are fighting and the battles that you are in, you must know. If you are in a place or in a community, and your children are dying every day, and are dying every day, and someone just tells you that there's something that's charming your children, yeah. you will not win the battle, Well, there is something. But the moment you are told that your neighbor is the one, you know how to deal with your neighbor. Either you pray knowing, are we together? Either you can go and castigate your neighbor. Am I talking to somebody in this place? So you must know, knowledge empowers, and knowledge is power. Are we together? I said, are we together? So, for a subject like uh, deliverance, subject of demons, subject of witchcraft, for it to be a basis or to be studied, it has to be found uh, in scriptures. I want to teach you how to extract the thoughts of God according to scriptures. The way, one way in which a believer extracts the thoughts of God Bible says, I know the thoughts that I have towards your life yeah. is God, but I want to teach you now how to extract those thoughts as it relates to you. From Genesis to Revelation, I even told people on Wednesday that the Bible is structured in different structures. We have got the Torah, the Pentateuch, we have got the Minor and the Major Prophets. Are we together? Yeah. We have got the Poetry, which are the books of Proverbs, the book of Songs of Solomon. We have got the Synoptics, Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
We have got the epistles, which are the books of Paul, and we have got the book of Revelation, we have got the book of Kings and Chronicles. The reason why it was structured in that way is for you to extract the thoughts of God. And the easiest way to extract the thoughts of God is when you can understand the word doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine comes from the Latin transliteration or trans uh, the Latin word, which is doctrina. Come on, somebody shout doctrina. And what is doctrina or doctrine? Doctrine, it is a predefined board of knowledge that is designed to make a student look exact. It's a predefined board of knowledge, board of truth that has been designed, designed to make a believer look exact. Am I talking to somebody? So for a teaching now to become a doctrine, it must pass three tests biblically according to theology. Firstly, that teaching should have been taught in the Old, Old Testament and it should have been experienced in the Old Testament. Am I talking to somebody? And it should have been acted in the Old Testament. Then, after it has been acted, it has again to be captured in the life of Jesus Christ, who is the midwife between the OT and the NT. It should have been acted by Jesus. It, has, it should have been taught by Jesus. It, has, it, it could have been acted as in keeping to that subject. Number three, the same subject should have been taught by the apostles in the book of Acts and should have been taught and exercised in the early church. So if a teaching by subject can pass this three tests, it can qualify to be a doctrine. Come on, somebody shout doctrine. But if it cannot qualify, maybe it has been found in the OT, but you can't find it in the teaching of Jesus Christ. That can be qualified to be an opinion or a supporting opinion to a certain doctrine. Am I talking to somebody in this place? And that again should have been taught at least three times in whatever dispensation that has been taught. Which means the Bible says, by the witness of two or three people, a matter shall be established. So, which means if there is someone who has taught about demons in Old Testament, or two people that have been taught and that taught about it, it means the matter is established. If Jesus Christ has ever mentioned anything that has to do with the demons and deliverance, the matter is established. I'm not talking to somebody. If the apostles and the early church taught and captured that in the New Testament, the matter is established. So now I want to give you uh, foundational scriptures. I know that that's what you are waiting for. Uh, scriptures that are going to help us now to explore this world of uh, demons and deliverance. Demonology is very important. If you go to theology, these are some of the uh, subjects and modules that they teach you demonology so that you understand, you are empowered, you grow up into a bigger stature. So our foundational scriptures that we are going to deal with as we will be uh, exploring, the first one is Obediah verse 1 and subsection 17 then from there we are going to read Matthew chapter 6 verse 13 we are going to do a lot of readings today so that we may have the context of what we are talking about then look for 16 to 18 2 Timothy 4 to 18 are we there Obadiah 
chapter 1, subsection 17, the Bible reads, But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and they shall be holy, and the house of Jacob shall possess its possessions. Which means without deliverance, you can't possess a possession. So now the teacher, Prophet Obediah, is teaching that upon the mount that we call Mount Zion, which is the house of God, there shall be a teaching of deliverance. Then in its holiness, its people shall possess their possession. Come on, somebody read with me. Say, upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And it shall be holy. And the house of Jacob shall possess its own possession. Say, I shall possess my possession. My house shall possess its possession. Then Matthew chapter 6, 13. Matthew chapter 6, 13. This is now Jesus Christ who is teaching his disciples. And he's saying in your prayer, when you're praying, you must factor this in your prayer. Matthew 6, 13. Then Jesus Christ is saying, when you pray, he's saying, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. Which means there is an evil one. So in the life of Jesus Christ, we can capture that Jesus Christ is teaching his disciples that in your prayer, either you pray for power, you factor that prayer. Either you're praying for marriage, factor that prayer. Either you're praying for expansion, you must factor that prayer. Deliver us from evil one. Come on, somebody shout, deliver me. Deliver me. From evil one. Deliver. I go to you, say, oh my God. Oh my God. Deliver me. Deliver me. From the evil one. From the evil one. So after that, he's saying now, after you have prayed that prayer, then his kingdom, his power, and his glory will come. So we have captured Obediah talking about deliverance, talking about you know, possession of things through deliverance. Now we are capturing Jesus Christ, teaching his disciples uh, to pray. When they pray, when you pray, factor demons in a prayer that they are there. Inasmuch as they can't control you. I want to tell you one thing about Christians. A Christian cannot be possessed by a demon. Do we agree? According to the law of eternal life. The law of eternal life, it says that we were made one with Jesus Christ. Which means the moment I receive Jesus Christ, I'm one. Which means Jesus Christ cannot be possessed. We have never had in the Bible where Jesus Christ was possessed by a demon. So a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon. But there are other ways in which the devil uses to enter into people. One of the ways is oppression. He oppresses you, he depresses you, he stresses you, he frustrates you. So when a demon frustrates you, it's equivalent to all possession. You will not put a line of demarcation. When a demon oppresses you, you think that is possession. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. When a demon stresses you, you think that it has possessed you because of the power of possession. I went together. That's why when now we cast, you can't tell the person who is stressed, frustrated, depressed, and repressed. The children of Israel were afflicted 
by the devil in the name of Pharaoh, they were not possessed. But their affliction, it amounted into possession. Are we together? So the devil cannot possess you. Why? Because you carry Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. But he has got other ways in which he can come into a believer's life. That's why we need to be empowered now that when you feel what you feel, know in, your, in the back of your mind that I'm not possessed. But maybe it's stressing me. That's why when a person is stressed, it's easy for someone to cut his life. It's easy for someone to commit suicide. Why? Because stress, uh, if you can't manage it, it will be equated to possession. Another scripture, Luke chapter 4, subsection 16 to 18. You can put them down, they will help you because we are trying to build a doctrine. Luke chapter 4, subsection 16 to 18. The Bible reads So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and he entered the synagogue as it was his custom on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. That's Jesus Christ, 17. And there was handed on him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened the book and found the place where it was written by the prophet Isaiah. This one is not an ordinary person. He's not a theologian. He's a prophet, one of the most uh, 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 powerful prophets and complete prophets. 18, Jesus Christ now is saying, Prophecy, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, firstly, to preach the good news. Are we together? Secondly, I descend to announce release to the captives. That's Jesus Christ. He's saying the anointing that is upon my life is to preach the good news, which is Christocentric. But number two is to release those that are in captivity, that have been cursed by demons. If I to somebody in this place Amen. and said, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed. Come on, somebody shout, I will not be oppressed. I will not be oppressed. Say, I be oppressed. So it's Jesus Christ now we say the anointing that is upon my life is again to function in the areas of oppression where the devil has oppressed my people I'm here to deal with them. So oppression can, must not be found in the life of the child of God, but that can only happen when a person is empowered through knowledge. 2 Timothy chapter 4, subsection 18. 2 Timothy chapter 4, subsection 18, which is our last scripture as we build up our theology. 2 Timothy chapter 4, subsection 18. Are we there? I'm going to read it from here. You can put it down and read it alone. The Lord will certainly deliver and draw me to himself from every assault of what? Of evil. He will preserve and bring me safe unto his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. That should be your prayer against any evil attack of my life. Can we pray it together? Say, and the Lord will certainly deliver me and draw me to himself from every assault of evil. Say, he will preserve me and bring me safe unto his heavenly kingdom. To him 
be the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's a short prayer, but it speaks a lot. That God shall deliver you from where? Not from pastors, not from tithes, not from free will, but it shall deliver you from every assault of the evil one. So for me to come and suggest him that teaching about demons is antichrist. Teaching about demons is anti-kingdom. Teaching about demons is anti-new creation. It's fallacious. It's sophistry. Are we together? These things should be taught and be known by a child of God. A fully-fledged child of God should know these things. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. So, from the theological standpoint, the first mention of the word deliverance, as strangely, is found in the book of Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 3 as well. The way you found even the action of this uh, the devil. The actions of the devil were found in the book of Genesis chapter 3 chapter, uh, chapter 4 where we are hearing the devil coming like a serpent. Then he acted in the downfall of humanity. So that's where you start to see now the activity of demonology. The actions of the evil one, the actions of demon spiracy, he killed, he affected and infected human race, and human race became what it is today. So it was factored now in that book of Genesis. Then the word deliverance, we can find, find, found it in the book of Genesis chapter 45, subsection 7, where Joseph now is speaking to his brothers. And he's saying that whatever transpired him, it transpired him for a reason. Joseph is saying now, God sent me before you to preserve for you a posterity and to continue a remnant on the earth to deliver your lives by a great escape and save you from many survivors. Are we together? So he's saying that the reason why God has sent me before you is for me to deliver you with a great escape and prepare a posterity, which means if we are going to have transgenerational prosperity, the one who is a progenitor, you and me, of a generation, we should experience deliverance. Then after some years, you must look back to your children and say, the Lord preserved me so that I may preserve a posterity for you with a great deliverance. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. We are coming from families where there was voodoo worship, ancestral worship altars. And there were some covenants that were made between our ancestors and spirits. But for me to stand and to come and say, the Lord has sent me before you to preserve and to keep a prosperity or prosperity. Prosperity is a prosperity. That's generation, generational, I have experienced deliverance. Come on, somebody shout deliverance. I don't give short deliverance. I don't give short deliverance. So, the fact that Jesus Christ defeated the works of evil and is now seated at the right hand of power, it does not mean that we must relax. We must continue with the work. We know that he said, I have defeated the devil and I'm seated at the right hand of power. But what now we have to do is to empower each other. Glory be to Jesus. If the devil was not a factor in affecting us, yes. we're not going to pray the way we pray. Yeah. We should be 
sitting in our Eden, that's our homes. Then waiting for God to come, we fellowship with him. Then he says, how was your day? You say, daddy, my day was fine. He goes back. But the reason why we come to the house of God, the reason why we pray is because there is an intruder in our spiritual life. So that intruder can only be defeated by understanding the rules of engagement of the spirit, yes. by exploring, exploring all the dimensions of the spirit, yes. together. Yes. And on Wednesday, we tried to explore the dimensions of Jesus Christ, and we got where we got by exploring the dimensions of Jesus Christ yes. from his name and his lordship. Are we together? Yes. So when you do that now, the devil is defeated. Right now, as I'm talking to you, the devil is being defeated. Why? Because there is a level of deliverance that is not conducted, but that is preached. Jesus Christ said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, that I may preach what? Deliverance. Which means there is a dimension of deliverance that must not be conducted. It has to be taught. That's what I'm doing right now. It's another dimension where you know we undress, we uncover the devil and the schemes of our lives. Glory be to Jesus. I pray and I declare upon this place that the devil will not have power over your life. I say that the devil will not have power over your life. You will not have power over your business. After this service, you are going to become a, a mature person in the things of the spirit. You grow into the a proper nature, a stature that Jesus Christ wanted to grow into becoming. Then you start to command your dimensions and territories. Gone are the days in which the devil must control our territories. We say this man is the man of dominion, but he cannot dominate what you don't know. You will not dominate what has already been dominated. Because everything that you want to dominate has already been dominated. I once told people where I was and said, anything that you're praying for right now is already been possessed. There's nothing that is free or that is a free area. If I'm praying for a marriage right now and I'm, I'm praying for a man, that man is already possessed. There's someone that is possessed, so I have to pray better. Glory be to Jesus. If I'm praying for a house, there's someone again that has possessed that house. If you are praying for a spiritual space and say, God, I want to hear you more, there are some that has already possessed that space. Glory be to Jesus. If you are praying for expansion, there's someone that has already possessed that place and area of expansion. So what should I do to have competitive advantage? I must empower. I must have knowledge. I will together. My value, it has to be punctuated with knowledge. Yeah. My value should be impactuated with empowerment. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. So we said in the OT, the first idea of Satan was in the book, and its operation was in the book of Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 4. And there are many stories in the OT that we can try to discover and explore. Uh, uh, but the Bible says, by the mouth of two people I told you, uh, a matter shall be established. So we are going to just pick one or two scriptures that speaks about the devil and his operations. And according to a scripture, it was not only Adam. We heard that the devil came and had conversation with Adam in the name of Satan. But according to scripture, the Bible says in the book of Job, Satan was heard communicating with God. Glory be Jesus. And this man does not have respect. When the Bible says Satan, it means he, it was in his fallen state. Because before he fell, he was called Satan, he was called Lucifer. 
which means a, 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 a light bringer. Glory to Jesus. The word satanal, it means accuser, it means anything that's negative. But the Bible says there was a day when the children of God were presenting themselves before God, Satan was found among them, glory to Jesus. And all the children of God could not smoke Satan. Why? Because there was no preacher to preach about him, so that they were spoken out. It took God to smoke Satan. And said, what are you doing? Where are you coming from? And said, I am just coming up and down, I'm just walking around. Which means when you see yourself operating in a place where you are like a vagabond, you have got a king anointing. Not that Satan is operating. Glory to Jesus. I prophesy that you are not going to be a vagabond. When you have got a work, you have one. When you have got business, let it go on. If there are going to be two, let it be expansion. Glory to Jesus. Not from one place to another. If you have got faith, it has to be established on one particular place. Because Satan, he moves up and down. He does not have a permanent abode. So he tries now to duplicate himself in our lives. Whereby I just feel like, I know I must do this, I must do this. You start a, a subject or a, 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 an academic quest, you are doing maybe secretariat. When you're about to finish your certificate, you drop. And you start now a hair braiding. When you're about to finish, you stop. Just up and down. Glory to Jesus. That's up and down. I declare that the Satan will not have power over life. So, the second story that we can speak about is this story of Job. Uh, it's a classical uh, story, according to theology. They say this is the classical story that speaks on the operation of demons, operation of the dimensions and extents of evil. Are we together? And the book. Of job to just give you a theological basis. I said today it's a spiritual lecture to you so that I may empower you. The book of Job is believed in to be the greatest expression of the operations of demons, operation of Satan, and operation of darkness. Why? Because when you read the entire 42 chapters of Job from chapter 1 and chapter 2, it talks about two levels of his test. That trusted to his wealth and children. Are we together? Amen. Then another chapter it speaks on the testing on his health. Come on, somebody shout health. Yeah. Then 42, we see now the restoration that God now is causing and effectuating upon Job's life. So these are the two tests of humanity. Uh, the devil was allowed to touch his prosperity, his children, and his health. Then 42, when God is closing, now he's closing with a restoration remark. So, it started with the demonology, the life of Job. After demonology, then when restoration came, that's when humanetics, homiletics, uh, came into play, out together. Which means these things, they all, they've got a direct relationship when you are growing as a child of God into the full stature of Jesus Christ, as Apostle Paul says. The prayer of Apostle Paul is one believer should grow into the full stature of Jesus Christ. When you grow into the full stature of Jesus Christ, you must know all the dimensions. Then when you read on the book of Job, according to Bible chronology, you understand that the blessing of the book of Job is a little bit 
I mean, according to theology, to theologians, because uh, chronology it means as events appeared, as events what appeared. So they believe theologians that what transpired in the book of Genesis and between Genesis and Exodus, that's where Job should have been praised. Not like the uh, Bible is bad, it's good. But I'm imparting knowledge in you. So they believe that as events occur, the book of Job should have occurred just immediately after Genesis. Then we see this classical act, an expression of the devil and his demons out together. Why? Because if you are going to study the Bible and you are going to be empowered as a child of God, you have to study it according to its structure. Yeah. The Bible is structured in stories, structured according to chronology. And if you want to really understand the Bible without confusion, the reason why the Bible confuses is because we just read it as it is. After you are enjoying the Bible, you get to a place where demons are being spoken of. After you are enjoying, you get to a place where Jesus is born. You have been taken to a journey where Jesus was not there. Then today Jesus is born, yeah. and you are now, you know, lingering, and you are in love with Moses. After Moses, after David, there's a boy that is introduced. It becomes confusing altogether. When you read now the epistles, when you are in the book of Hebrews, where you are saying, I'm a woman of faith. Yeah. Now I can faith. You get in the book of Revelation. Where it's scared. And start now to look at what we have built as a Christian, yeah. and say, I built my faith. I know that I, I am a candidate of, of, of the kingdom of God. But now you are introduced now into a place where God is talking about dragons. He's talking about a woman who's uh, a dragon that's spewing water to a woman who's carrying a baby. He's speaking about trumpets. He's speaking about judgments. Now you start to look at yourself again, confused. Are we together? So I hope now that this is going to help you. So alone, as a child of God, if you're going to read the Bible, I want you to arrange it in, as events transpire chronologically. Come on, someone shout, Amen. Amen. I don't tell you, shout, Amen. Amen. Shout, Amen. Amen. So nothing is wrong about the Bible. Are we together? Mm -hmm. Nothing is wrong. But when you want to engage into deeper layers of spiritual understanding, you must start it by first arranging it according to events and explore. But the moment you now understand events, it becomes a proper story to do. Then you will start to understand and grow into dimensions. Are we together? I said, are we together? Okay, let me uh, just give you one or two, three things on how you can study the Bible to understand it. I said it's a lecture. Firstly, if you want to understand the Bible and God, and extract the thoughts of God. Number one, you can study the Bible according to various books. As I said, that were the Torah or the Pentateuch. You can study according to the books. Then you can study it according, number two, to the poetic books, which the book of Ecclesiastes, the books of Proverbs, the books of Psalms of Solomon. Number three, you can study it according to the prophetic books, the major and the minor prophets. Am I talking to somebody? Number four, you can study it according to the Gospels without jumping from the prophets to the Gospels, the Gospels to the uh, Torah. Then you study it according to the Gospels, that is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the four Gospels. Then number five, you can study it according to the Epistles, where 
you start to study what Apostle Paul was talking about, he was writing all the letters that were written by the apostles, out together Apostle Peter and other apostles. Number six, you can study according to the book of Revelation itself to understand the book of Revelation as it stands. And uh, number uh, seven, you can study now according to its uh, uh, chronicles from Judges, Kings, and Chronicles to understand what's from Judges down to the book of Chronicles. It chronicles the life of kings as it relates to the kingdom perspective. It chronicles how kingdoms were built. Then you can understand how it's better. So you can as well, number two, study it according to the topics that are written in the Bible. Or topically, as you study the Bible, you can pick topics. Then you study those topics and they are going to the option. Which means you can pick, make on the gifts of the Spirit. Come on, somebody shout the gifts of the Spirit. You can pick, make on faith. You can pick, make on the ministry and the life of Jesus Christ. You can pick, maybe, on the uh, five ministerial gifts. Then you start topically. Then if you understand that topic, you move to another topic. You understand that a topic, you move to another topic. That's another way you can study the Bible out together. So the topical study of the Bible has proved uh, to be one of the most effective. Why? Because it addresses my case or my concern immediately. So according to the study of the Bible, since its inception, the topical study of it has been proved to be one of the most powerful studies of the Bible. You can choose to study Jesus as Jesus. You can choose to study about power. Then you understand the dimensions of power, exousia, energia. Then after you grasp it, you move. Maybe you study about altars. So it has been it has proved to be the most powerful and effective. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. I said, am I talking to somebody? Yes. So as we explore now all these books, you study them according to different dispositions, then you start to understand them. Am I talking to somebody in this place? Yes. So as we get now to how the devil or how Satan became powerful according to genealogy among humanity, the first law that he used was ignorance. He brought that garment of ignorance over my life. Then by bringing ignorance, then he started to rule over me. Number two, he brought a belief. The Bible speaks about two people that were sent to David with a message when Absalom died. The Bible says there was Amaziah, and there was Cush. Amaziah had information, superior information. Am I talking to somebody? He had superior doctrine after he was told what to say by Joab. Cush overheard. Then he said, Allow me to go to the king. Then I will tell him about the death of his child. But he didn't hear anything. So Cush, because he had speed, he overran Amaziah. Then he went to the king. And the king said, What? Did you bring it to me and you could not even release and present anything before the king? And the king said, sit there, I'm going to deal with you. Amaziah was a man of no speed, but with superior information. Are we together? Revelation had no speed, 
but it carries information. So when revelation is coming now, that's Anasia. We have got to push the speakings of us as preachers of the gospel. The Bible speaks in the book of Old Testament that they were preachers, prophets, that prophesied. We know about them. Then when the gospel came to Africa, the gospel was preached to, uh, to Africans and we received the gospel and there are those that transferred information to us, which was superior, but the Amasia, the revelation was coming, glory to Jesus, so that it may supply now super spiritual information over people. So the challenge with a doctrine or a belief, I once taught you about belief systems, that our belief system, they are conceived, especially in the resident in our minds, and I told you that our mind, and our minds they are largely formed by factors that are like culture, backgrounds, failures, associations, etc., etc. Are we together? Then those formations, they determine the type of belief that I have as a child of God, even as a preacher of the gospel. When I grow, when I'm growing in a church, that is like a service of God where I grow, that negates the preaching of demons, preaching of the operation of demons. As I grow to become a preacher, it becomes my preaching as well. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. I will tell you that we only preach Jesus and you resurrected. Yeah. Not because I'm evil, but it's based on culture, yeah. associations, failures, where I'm coming from, how I was socialized and spiritualized as I was growing up. So when I bring that information to you, you grow with that information. Which means if God gives you the grace, maybe to go and stay in heaven, whoever comes preaching what I do not preach to you, it becomes a challenge. Are we together? So which means it's no longer ignorance. That is fighting the list of information, but it becomes beliefs and doctrines. That fights the list of information. We are coming from a church that says women should not put earrings, should not make their hands. So for someone to come and say, the gospel is shifted, we should put earrings, we should put nations. It's no longer ignorance. That is fighting the list of information. Am I helping somebody in this place? Am I helping somebody in this place? It's a deliverance to you right now. Come on, somebody shout, I'm being delivered. So when that transpired, you fight the gospel and the message. And what is fighting is loyalty. Because the loyalty that I have, firstly, to my mentor, who raised me and took me from the deep mud clay and taught me this information. Then I got loyalty to his messages of many years. So for Prophet Brian to come and start to say, we must explore these dimensions. It's not true who fights now what I'm preaching, but your loyalty is to fight. Because by receiving that information, it looks like it's a betrayal to your preacher. Yeah. But I pray and I prophesy yes. that let revelation take us to a dimension of superior information. Yes. Myself, I have got some informations that I was given when I was growing up. Yeah. That when you come with more information on top of that, I feel like I'm betraying my salvation. Yeah. That's not how I was groomed. Yeah. That's not how I received Jesus Christ. That's not how I was told to pray.
trend. But revelation is always progressive. Yeah. Ah, can you tell me somebody in this place? Yeah. The devil is always progressive as well. Yeah. The structures and systems and strategies that he was using in 1980 are different with the strategies of today. Yeah. Right, somebody? Yeah. The strategies that he was using and that he used with Abraham, that he used with the Jacob, that he used with the David. He has perfected those strategies. Yeah. That's why the Bible says we are not ignorant of his schemes and devices. Yeah. To devise is to plan new structures and systems yeah. so that you attack your prayer. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Which means our, our relationship now, it has to be progressive. Yes. That's where now the subject of demonology comes. Are we together? Yes. So when we bring demonology, it's not like we are really getting the power of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody shout, Jesus Christ is powerful. Jesus Christ is powerful. And we are not creating an argument that's based on scripture, but we are filtering factors that will help me in my spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. Am I talking somebody? It's not everything that we will grasp and run with, but we filter those things that will bring me to a place of super and spiritual empowerment. Come on, somebody shout, God empower me. God empower me. I don't you shout, God empower me. God empower me. So another the third, uh, story about deliverance and affliction is found in Egypt. When the Bible says, speaks about the children of Israel, they were oppressed. Come on, somebody shout, oppression. Oppression. They were afflicted. Come on, somebody shout, affliction. And the Bible says, God had to come down through Moses. And when he came down, Moses had to have a bush experience for him to go and confront a demonic entity by the name of Pharaoh. Pharaoh was not just a man when you look at him, but was a demonic entity that was designed to foster fear, to foster affliction, suffering on the children of Israel. Which means if I'm going to confront Pharaoh, I should not confront Pharaoh because of revelation only. But I must be empowered. Let me know somebody. I must not confront Pharaoh because of what Prophet Brian has told me that demons do not have power. But I must have an experience of the bush first. That's why the people that died in innocence, why? Because they had messages. They went to altars that have been there for 150 years. They started to kick altars, break altars without having a bush experience. So it was the strategy of God for most to have that experience where most yes, gets an impartation from God. Then that impartation now is the one that's going to kill Moses. He even said that I'm a weak person, we had about it. He said, I can't speak. But because of that empowerment, when God said through the bush, I'm gonna make you a God. Go out to that demonic entity. Then deal with it. Ever tell somebody? So God has been in business of dealing with satanic and demonic entities. I told you that if you see someone excelling, there is a spirit that is helping such people. If you see someone making it financially, there is a spirit that is helping that person. If you see a person living his children making it a school, it's not by lunch. It's not about teachers. There is a Spirit that's supporting such a person. Yes. Which means if it's not God that is supporting me to prosper, there has to be a demonic spirit 
If I don't have a demonic spirit, I'll go down. Glory be to Jesus. If I don't have God on my side as a spirit, so when you see people driving beautiful cars, just know at the back of your mind that there's a spirit that is helping this man. A man alone cannot rise. A man alone cannot win. A man alone cannot progress. There's always a spirit in a man that's the first man. I to do somebody. If you see in his life in Egypt, suffering, not getting their salaries, there's a spirit. It's not about a man. If you see the economy of South Africa, Zimbabwe going down, it's not about the president. Yeah. We can remove them every day. Yeah. There's a spirit behind yeah. the regression and progression of men. There's a spirit behind. God be Jesus. Yeah. If you see you lose family, lose prosperity, there is a Satan that has been given access into life. Yeah. Uh, can I prophesy like a feeling? Yeah. I said, can I prophesy like a feeling? Yeah. I said, can I prophesy like a feeling? Do you want to have power over my life? I said, do you want to have power over my life? According to the context, to understand how people were delivered, you read your Exodus, from Exodus chapter 4 up to Exodus 10, that's when you can see now the extra account works of God over humanity, where God intervened and he caused the plagues, our ten plagues, to happen as a way to show mercy upon his children. So the only way God can show mercy to someone who's oppressed is through deliverance. Amen. The only way God can show mercy to someone who is affected by someone saying something that he or she does not know, there must be information. Glory to Jesus. Amen. It's a dimension. I once spoke about deliverance, that there are dimensions of deliverance. Come out is a dimension that you need as a child of God. Preaching is a dimension again that you need as a child of God. Lack of information, the devil manipulates you. The devil will deceive you. Let me somebody. We have with Christians that when things are tight, they consult. Why? Because lack of information. Because we, we equate what I get from this man as a native man from my preacher. Why? Because no one is brought information to put a line of demarcation to say what is done there and what is done here is totally different. I may be putting a suit in a tie, but what matters is an altar. The spirit is that is supporting the person. Accuracy to information does not make a person legit. You go to a native doctor today, he can tell you everything or she can tell you everything. Accuracy information does not mean legitness. I I gave an example on Wednesday. Was Wednesday? That is a guy who made his brother. It's a true story. After making his brother, he ran to Mozambique. He stayed in Mozambique for nearly a year. The police, they came, they did indications when he was not around. Then the case was like forgotten. Then he came back to the country because the case is no longer being talked uh, about. So he stayed at the same place with his in-laws. Then he was phoning, and the police coming to look for me, and the family was saying the police are not coming. So he said, it's fine, I want to come back home. What I did, uncles, is wrong, forgive me, and they said, we forgive you. But the police, we don't know if they've forgiven you because the case is with the police. Then there was a 
Salome or a native doctor was believed to be powerful. Yeah. We wear suits like us. You went there and said, uh, Baba, I need protection. It's a, it's a small one. Just to look for 350 US dollars. Then bring 350 US dollars. Then I'm going to deal and solve your case. Then he looked for the money for protection. Then Baba said, I want to meet Sham. So that when I meet that Sham, you apply the Sham, then the police. They will not even arrest you. If they happen to arrest you, the court, it will just uh, negate your case. And he said, okay, what kind of a charm? So Baba said, I want to go and collect human feces, but not yours. Then I'll mix with juju. Do you know, it's expensive to get protection from outside. When I want God to protect me, I just call unto God. There's no mixture of a lot of things. So because of, do you know the reason why they say, bring human excrements or feces? They wanted to see the value of it. Surely sixteen. Then he went around in the bush, could not find anything, until one day, someone was there passing, and then made his gladys. Then he collected. Then brought to Baba, Baba mixed with whatever he mixed with, and he said to the guy, put in a small bottle. If the police comes to look for you, apply. Just imagine. Then if it happens that they took you to prison, when you're going to go to the court, apply again. The police, they came when they heard that he was around. They arrested him. After he applied, and then the police, they smelled, and they said, ha, when did you last month? They said, no, don't worry about you. He was put in prison. After two days, they said, your case was already adjudicated. We are taking it to the, to the police. There's no way we can match you because it's made of degree. We can't keep you. Then he was taken to the courts. Before going to the courts, he had his parcel. He applied the parcel. And the judge said, mm, you are smelling. But this is your judgment. 25 years. Go to the prison. So he was now narrating his story and he said, I lost money. I applied someone's feces. So it's expensive if you don't have information. It's going to be expensive to some of us here if we may get such information. What was, we will end up venerating uh, Nebuchadnezzar, Pharaoh, as well as God. Glory to be Jesus. But the moment you get information, that devil will not prey on you. She will never manipulate your life. So you must understand and pray to God. You know, you need grace. Come on, somebody shout, I need grace. Yes. Our God give me grace. There is inf some information that are going to come to you that will take grace for you to accept. And say, oh, for sure, it's true. Are we together? If you need to pray for grace, not only for information. But the devil is always in operation. Today is operating. Tomorrow is going to operate as well. Are we together? Yes. I think glory to Jesus. Yes. I think glory to Jesus. Yes. So the devil operates in different spheres of life. I loved it when one of our uh, students in the class, Bible study, asked about love questions. How many of love questions? Ah, uh, ah, uh, So they asked me and said, when you're talking of love questions, 
They can they be put in the sharp category? Because they are they are not they are not helpful. They're harmless. Are we together? Yeah. It's food for thoughts. I feel for those that child will eat, not me, Jesus. But the challenge was when that portion was put to someone, it did not work. So the question was, was it the child was powerless? What are the factors that can influence its inefficacy that it did not work? We give it maybe a boyfriend that is drunk and does not come to church, or a husband. You give the child to child to stop whatever he's doing, and it does not work. What can be the factors? Glory to Jesus. Yeah. Information. Am I going to somebody in this place? So the devil has not empowered my life. Say, I declare, I declare. That devil does not empower my life. Demons do not empower my life. Say, I am empowered. I am empowered. I am empowered. Say, I declare, I declare. Any demonic fight and battle that I've been fighting, is that clear right now? I break and I scatter. I break and I scatter. Say, I declare, I declare. Is that clear right now? I am a free child of God. Say, I am delivered by God. Great I see. That is in me. That the one who is in the world. Say, I declare, I declare. I carry a great God. I carry information that is superior. Say, I declare, I declare. I believe God. And I believe in miracles. I believe in deliverance. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the power of his resurrection. Say, I declare, I declare. I am protected. My family is protected. My business is protected. My life is protected. Say, I declare, I declare. The devil is a liar. Are we together? The devil is a liar. But you can only be a liar if you have good information. Failure to have information you will cast him every day and will laugh at you. But the moment you carry that, yeah. I don't know, you will not play with you. You are like a pilot of your life. When there's turbulence, because you know what to do, when to do, and if it happens, you relax. Because you know how to navigate your way out. But the moment you only come to the lecture of how to, 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 to operate a plane and not know what to do when there's a turbulence, that's when you are going to leave your space, the capacity, then you jump to the window. But praise be to God, there are no windows in the plane. Are we together? Glory be to Jesus. Professional drivers, they go for a defensive. If you want to work professionally, you have to go for defensive. Why defensive? In defensive, they are acknowledging that you know. You know how to drive. From here to Tanzania, you can drive. You can hit 140, you can hit 240. But they want to trust you, your knowledge on the negative side of driving. What do you do? 
when you reach this thing, when you're on a steep, uh, mountainous place, then you lose control of your car. Yeah. It's not accelerating. Yes. And it starts to come with what do you do? Yeah. Do you jump out of the car and leave the passengers? What do you do? That's why they teach you on defensive. Yes. And for you to for them to say you're a professional person, defensive. What I'm giving you is a speech on defensive. Yes. I receive it right now. Yes. I know that you know in no times. Yes. I know that you know power. You know Jesus and you know his direction. Yes. But get your defensive. Yes. Get your defensive. Yes. Ah, my God. Yes. While I was studying this, I I I I I I Stumbled across a certain woman we had written what transpired into your life that we had left poverty. Yeah. Do you know poverty has got a tendency of pushing you to places where you have never wanted to go? Let me tell you somebody yes. if you can declare and say, I will never try it, I will stay with Jesus, it's because you have been cool. God has been on your side. There is lack and poverty yeah. that can make you to flip the other side of the coin. Imagine somebody in this place. That when you are sitting down, you're looking at your children, they are wearing trousers and dresses that looks like they were sitting on a landmine. And it happens every day. You look at yourself, you are wearing clothes as if you took them from the cemetery. One day, you come across someone that will say, I can help you. Yeah. And you look at Elias' Christian faith for the past 10 years, been faithful. Painters, fools, battling with God. But these things are happening. So yeah. this woman said, things had been difficult in my family. Yeah. Then my husband went where he went. Men will always improvise. Yeah. When the husband went where he went, he managed to meet with a certain powerful, generous man. And he said, you see, I'm prosperous. Even he was working, man awake, looking for garments to do. Then the man said, man, with the way you're looking, you look managed. I can transform your life. As I'm a Christian. My wife is a Christian and the wife was a deaconess in the church. And he said, no, no, no. My call will supply all things. Yeah. And the man said, okay, come, look at what I have. Look at the cars. Then when he went to sleep, he didn't sleep. Are you, you lying? You could see visions of you showing whatever he was showing. If you have a child pub, a mountain of pub with salt, then the man is saying, you will show fried rice. There will be fish, chicken, fearless, uh, everything there. I woke up and said, man, help me. My God. I can I promise you, yes. our help comes from the Lord. Yes. And the man said, don't worry, let me take you to my boss. I will boss this. He went to the boss. The boss was coming from Italy. You know, it looks so legit. And the boss said, I know, don't worry, man. You want money? He said, yes, fine. And he said, uh, but we do things here. But you get money. And he said, what kind of things? And he said, all of my guys that have money here, you look for a Christian girl, you cut the breast, you bring the breast here. And he said, ah, I don't want that project. Ah, no, breast cutting project, I don't like. So, Papa said, no, I'm a generous man. You are not going to cut. Okay. I'll give you this ring, just take the ring. But I want you to take your wife to the cemetery, sleep with the wife in the cemetery, 
and it's time. It's all very easy. You went to the wife and you said to the wife, Mama, we are billionaires. We are billionaires. And the wife said, Did you get a tender? Said, Yeah. Right now, anything I can get. Said, so what should we do? Said, Mama, don't worry. Our honeymoon will be on this mission. And I said, No, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Do you want to use me for food? No, it's not food. We are married. We are married. It's different. It's like a picnic. And the wife cooked what she cooked. All the children, they had riding stomach. But the food was not good. And she woke up and said, Ah, Papa. You said you got information from where? No, don't worry. From blocks. It's proven. We have money. They went to the cemetery, they came back. Then he was told and given some specifications, says the man, that after you've done everything, enter in a house. Then just start to say, money, follow me. Money, follow me. Then you entered into the house, he just said, money, follow me. Two people appeared from nowhere. You wanted to run, they said, oh, you wanted money. Take money, take money. And money for sure is precipitated. Then, one man was precipitating, he was called that your wife is a mom. She can't speak now. Two of your daughters, they died. The guy, the man is coming down. The wife, she, she's now dripping with saliva. She can't control her mouth. She's now a mom. That's when he realized, like, ah! So it's really the same. No, when you want to go to Botswana, you can use anywhere. You can go for any popo, you get there. But it's Botswana. You can use Rastenbeck. The sacrifice is the same. It may look like small, but the sacrifice is the same. And it's expensive and costly, but lack of information. She said, I wish I had known. That's not the same. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. I pray and declare upon this place that God is God. And all men are liars. Can you stand off the treasure? It's only God. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Ah, come on, somebody declare with me. Say, my help comes from the Lord. Say, my help comes from the Lord. I know there are people that are on the uh, edge of making such decisions. But I prophesy. My hope comes from the Lord. So the reason why I'm being uh, emphatic when it comes to this, it may not be practical to you, but it's practical to somebody. After we spoke about witchcraft and charm that day, I had two people from within the church, the one of Christ, who came to me, said, Prof, I got this thing that I've been using for the past years. When I was given, I was just told that it will all shoot. So that's when I realized that we still have a long journey. Yeah. So he said, she said, he said, if you could not, you, you had not spoken about this. It's my thing since I was young. I was given. Yeah. It's very small. And I said, small. And he said, it's small. I used it. And I said, yes, go and destroy it. I said, praise be to God. Amen. So to you, you may be spiritual, righteous. Keep your righteousness. Don't allow your righteousness to cross other people's deliverance. Are we together? He said, no, no, no. I thought, when I was given, 
Did they just send me to your shoe in a time of troubles when they want to chase you from work? Just use it. It won't help anyone. Uh, our help comes from the Lord. Say, our help comes from the Lord. My God is my helper. Uh, talk to me. Say, my God is my helper. Say, I pray and I declare any charm, animals, objects used against my life, against my family, I nullify by the power of the Holy Ghost. Say, any information that is demonic that I received when I pray right now. I displace it with superior information. That is what best. Say, I My information is scripture best. My information is word best. Say, I integrate a prayer right now. Any object representing me in the realms of the spirit, I said fire. Say, 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 any woman, any man representing me in the spirit world, I command fire. 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 Say anti-granitically, any voodoo door open to my family that the devil is using to traffic. Say I bring in a scatter. Say I bring in a scatter. Say as I pray right now, any man or woman that will come in my path. Is I walk in my spiritual journey, sharing demonic information, I evade them, I evade them. So right now as I pray, as I walk in my path, any paper, theoretical, with information that will take me to a demonic altar, so I bring it a scatter. I bring in a scatter. Say any information through the television that keeps demonic information. As I pray right now, whenever I choose to that channel, let it scramble. Let it scramble. Say I declare I declare. Over to my God. As I pray right now. I pray like Ethan. I pray like Asaf. Bless me, O oh God, with enough so that I may not compromise. Ah, come on, someone pray. Say, bless me, O oh God, with enough so that I may not compromise. Don't give me too much so that I may not, I may deviate. From your world, say, Don't give me too much so that I may not sleep. 
from our principles. Say, I declare right today. I create a posterity that is holy and spiritual for my children. Put your hands together and start to pray right now. Come on, somebody put your hands together. Shatta, Baba, 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 Baba